Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. Joining me on the podcast this week is a special guest, Jeff Rocky, Director of Photography with Open Gym. Jeff, a.k.a. the other Jeff, what's going on, man? <laughs> Not much, man. Thanks for having me, Well. <laughs> I appreciate you. First off, okay, let's start with uh, with what you do. Um, what was your role this past season with Open Gym? And just uh, start from there. Cool. So basically, I'm the director of photography for Open Gym. I shoot everything you see on an episode pretty much. Sometimes there might be uh, the odd day where we have someone else come in to help out. But uh, I'm basically filming, um, filming Open Gym. And then uh, beginning of the season, I was also covering our social content for the team. So that just meant any photography, majority of photography um, that was coming out during games and then on uh, off days as well. So there was lots of lots of filming happening in Tampa. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's. Uh, I mean, we were discussing beforehand, but uh, your your work schedule sounded quite hectic. Um, and first off, you know, on behalf of all Raptor fans, huge thank you to you, the rest of the Raptors social team, because like you know we were you guys the whole team was away right so like we we all basically can only see the team at least behind the scenes sort of through your lens um so first off a huge appreciation for what you do and obviously with open gym huge undertaking um honestly just take me through your routine um on on a game day like from the start of it to the end of it like what's going on for you what are you doing at each step yeah so a game day basically beginning of the season we 
I'd, I'd show up to the arena with uh, my cart full of equipment and set up in a media room that we had where I'd be able to have my kind of computer station with uh, an upload setup. So I'd be able to feed stuff back to Toronto kind of as, as I was shooting, whether it was like stills or video and then head out to uh, the parking lot and wait for the players to show up. So that would be a mix of shooting um, photography and, uh, and video for um, video for open gym or any kind of like pre-game movie that Jeff would put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I'd be just like heading back to the room after that, uploading it. And then he'd be taking the footage and editing and then putting it out on social after that. So it was the, the cool part about it was the, the speed of, of, of how, how fast things got back to Toronto and how he was able to have them like pregame and I didn't have to edit. So taking a job away um, and having him do that really sped things up and allowed us to gather more content, which was great. Um, but it was always a, a difficult to, to do both at the same time because you'd have the, the video camera in your hands and then I'd have the still camera on my hip on, on a satchel or a, a clip and I'd be able to just bounce between the two and then and uh, work that way. So basically that would be the pre pre game. And then I'd head to the court and, uh, and, and sometimes locker room and get some shots of, of jerseys and then guys warming up, whether it be for open gym or more pregame content coming out. And uh, then next thing you know, it would be the Anthem. And unfortunately I wasn't allowed to go on the court the way I used to be able to go on the court. So I didn't, wasn't able to get those like nice close up mm-hmm. dramatic slow-mo shots of guys listening to the anthem. And uh, I'd kind of have to do that from behind uh, my, another station that I had where I shot from. Um, and uh, basically at the beginning, I was kind of just stuck there the majority of the game. And that was, that was fine because I was close to the bench. So I was able to gather shots of the guys during uh, whistles and in game and then, capture content from um from the other end of the court and the near side so it was great and um once once we get into the first quarter i basically shoot uh shoot video for the first quarter and then stills for the second quarter and then stills for the third and then video for the fourth so um the tough thing about that is that something amazing might happen in the second or third and we wouldn't have it for you know, on the video side of things, but we'd have it on this like photography side of things. So mm. open gym changed in that sense where we weren't able to have a full game of, of content to be able to put in an episode. So basically we'd have Landicho, um pretty much shot the scene, the game. So he'd know that I'd be shooting video on the first quarter. And he'd basically be marking down um, times in the game where certain plays would happen and know that we'd have them. And then, he wouldn't have to do that in the second quarter or third quarter and then do that again in the fourth. So it was just trying, you're just trying to like organize things so that um, you're not, you're just searching for less because the turnaround in the episodes was so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then halftime would be uploading. So basically taking all those cards, photos um, and video and uploading, uploading footage back to Toronto and the connection was so fast and uh, Tampa that, it'd be like 10, 15 minutes and he'd have everything, which right. was really incredible. And then I basically started going through the photos that I'd taken, making selects so that they'd have the best stuff because tons of stuff was out of focus. 
and then they could just put that on social media like as, as soon as possible. But luckily they had a, a local photographer in the stands as well that was working with the social team. So they'd use their photos as well. So that, that, that definitely helped me. And then a post game. Um, yeah. So post game. <laughs> just be, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah that, that part of the game. So I just, just kind of follow guys, guys uh, sometimes into the locker room if they won and get some, uh, some of those moments that would happen. And then I'd have to go straight back to the room and I'm uploading, um, uploading footage right away uh, and then getting ready for the post game scrum. So I just shoot an alternate angle of the scrums that like, you probably saw back in Toronto so that we had our kind of uh, profile feel that, that we've always done with post game scrums for uh, open gym. And then after that, I'd be uploading that footage. And once that was uploaded, then the, the night was usually wrapped up. Yeah, I mean, first off, uh, I'm exhausted just uh, imagining all the jobs that you were doing because, you know, uh, you know, obviously p- pandemic forces everyone to sort of adjust. And obviously with the Raptors, it's like a prime case of that. And especially with what you do. But like, how does that compare to like what you would have typically done in Toronto, let's say with the full social team, with the full open gym team, everything like that? Like, Yeah, in Toronto, I was focused solely on open gym. So. Right all those quarters where I would be shooting still photos in Tampa, I'd be shooting video. And uh, like what we would do back then was we'd shoot slow-mo for certain quarters and real time for other quarters, basically so that we weren't shooting like um, too, too much information because the slow-mo is, is, is eats up uh, memory like crazy. Um, but yeah, like a lot of things just got, added basically in in tampa so it's it's an interesting balance of just doing 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 new things so the whole photography side of things wasn't something i was overly familiar with but Mm -hmm. started to get a taste for it and then in the bubble i was doing a lot more and just really enjoyed learning about it and getting the opportunity to talk to local guys in tampa that were the like nhl photographers and they were, and, and guys in the bubble as well, they were all great. And they just were, were really cool about kind of helping you dial in settings and, and teach you a bit of the ropes. So it's it, the cool thing about it was that I was always learning on both of those trips. So right. that, was, that was, I, I like that. Um, I always wanted to know what, in terms of your approach to like shooting game action, um, let's say like a big play happens, like a big, a big dunk or whatever, is your first instinct to sort of try to shoot the reactions of because i'm assuming during gameplay you're mostly following the ball and following the action but then let's say a big play happens are you trying to is your instinct trying to like go get some reaction shots of the bench uh of of the players on the court of the teammates like of the players who actually made the play like um take us through that because obviously you only have one camera right so you have to prioritize ideally you get all of that but you know obviously you, you have to pick and choose Exactly. So sometimes, luckily, I was close to the bench majority of the time. So I had, I'd be able to see them just out of the corner of my eye if they were freaking okay. out. Then I, I, and it's happening on on our end. I could go to them easily, and uh, if it was the opposite end, I'd usually just stick to the hero because it's such a big swipe, like swing to get to the bench. Mm. That for me, like watching that, I'd find that distracting. So in the back of my mind, I wanted shoot what I'd like to see. So uh, in that sense, it, it really depends on the play. So if I do hear them, then I'd, I'd go to them. 
And uh, if I didn't, then I'd just stick with our, our hero shop. But luckily, when I started doing all this, I got to spend about seven years working in, in broadcast, shooting handheld uh, camera position, basically in the exact same spot. So I got pretty comfortable with following and like being put in those situations like all the time. So it's just, it, it, it's, it's pretty reactionary at this point. Right. Um, now, you were talking about earlier about um, you were in the bubble as well. Um, how did this experience in Tampa, obviously you weren't in a bubble per se, uh, but how did this sort of experience sort of compare to each other? And, and honestly, like, what did you draw from one uh, experience that, that maybe helped you with the next one? Well, the bubble changed everything. The bubble is where um, content started going back to Toronto, like immediately. So they had uh, their, their setup with Ethernet was incredible. So basically footage would be able to go back almost instantaneously, which is something that we never did. So on the road before um, the bubble, we would shoot and copy our footage to memory cards um, Mm -hmm. after, after the game. And it didn't need to go to Toronto because I'd have Landy Joe with me and and he was always like the keeper of the footage. Um, And he'd be pretty much the first one working on it. So the bubble really changed that in terms of getting stuff back. So once Tampa happened, the hope was that the connection would be super fast. And luckily it was in Tampa. And then the other thing was that how would the road work? So the road was always, we were always going into the road a little blind or Mm. (laughs) I was because you'd be searching for an internet connection and you'd be searching for like not a wireless one you'd want to get ethernet and have it be fast, fast enough to get the stuff back in time so that they can put out like a pregame video or have the content as soon as possible. Cause once I get to a hotel, the connections are usually super slow and then you're, you're behind getting stuff back. So the goal is always to find like the fastest connection. And that's what, that's what the bubble, the bubble was like, um, it's like you were spoiled because we'd never operated like that. And then being able to do that. And then it was like, okay, we're going to go to Tampa and it's going to be this same setup with Andy Joe and I, where he'd be in Toronto and I'd be trying to get stuff to him. It's like, if it's not fast, we're kind of going to really struggle with this. Like what's our next step? Are we going to send hard drives back and forth if it's slow or are we going to find somewhere that has a great connection and do all the uploads there, which would have like, been brutal because after a game you'd have to go do that but luckily the arena was super fast and even the practice facility that we worked out of was was fairly quick so every time i had something i was able to get it back but that was the biggest takeaway from like the bubble changing things and uh moving forward it's data can travel really fast now so it's, it's it's great um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about the, the bubble I- itself as well, because I believe the reports were that I think every team that got to go to the bubble um, had, I think, an allotment of 50-some-odd personnel from each team mm-hmm. that was uh, able to be sent. Um, and I, I'm not sure if other teams were, were sending social teams or sending their versions of Open Gym. Um, but what was that process like? Was that in, like, Did you guys have to advocate for, like, hey, this would be a great thing for us to be part of that 50 50- you know, man roster, I guess, to, to send down in terms of staff. Um, was that an easy discussion or is that sort of almost just an assumption considering you guys are such an integral part of what it's like to consume Raptors content? I think what happened with that was that every team was allowed one content person okay, and basically one PR person. 
So once that was established, then it was trying to basically figure out who would go. And, uh, and I ended up going. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So uh, I wanted to ask you about sort of, um, I guess, this season. Um, obviously, the transition was very difficult, uh, just obviously playing in a different city. Um, from, from your side, I, I believe the team made the announcement that they were going to shift to Tampa and relocate to Tampa, at least for the first half of the season, they obviously played the whole season there. Um, how much notice did that have? And honestly, like how hectic was that period of just like the government says, you know, Canadian government says we can't do this. You know, it's uh, we, we can't host games in Toronto. Then you guys have to in- instantly pivot to Tampa. Like what was that timeline? Like take us through that slide, especially from a personal perspective. Um, for me, it was pretty short. It, it felt like about, a week to kind of prepare and, and get ready to, to, to relocate. And I was kind of hoping we would just play half the season there at <laughs> yeah. first. Cause it just felt like it was, it was like, wow, this is a long, long time to, to be away from home. And, um, but then yeah, we, it, it didn't work out like that, but yeah, the, 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 the amount of time was pretty quick. It was a lot of like, just kind of, trying to figure everything out. And like the big thing was what, what to bring equipment wise and, mm-hmm. and how, how all that would work. But in the end, it, it, it all worked out. I ended up basically bringing like six pieces of luggage with me and uh, um, a lot of that being equipment and then uh, relocating. Yeah. I mean, I, like I imagine this probably the same, you know, other people in the, in, in the organization, their versions of equipment, just within that sort of week, essentially, um, getting that packed up and stuff. So I guess you were like mostly operating out of the hotel and things like that. And, you know, did that, did, maybe did that help actually? Cause considering the, the practice facility was literally downstairs. I mean, like, you know, if you did stay at the hotel, like that, that could be a, a, I guess more convenient than even before going to OVO, for example. Absolutely. At the beginning, uh, um, I was at the hotel. So being across from the facility was, um, it was incredible. Like back here, I live about 45 minutes away from Toronto. So uh, in Tampa, everything was like 10 to 15 minutes max, including the airport. So just being able to be around in, in this com- compared to before paid, uh, like it was super beneficial because there was stuff that we never, we might not have gotten before that um, it was, I'd be in the gym and it's like, Oh, this is happening. I just have to go down a flight of stairs. And there we go. Like you're, you're, you're capturing something that, that you might not have, uh, like I definitely wouldn't have seen. So uh, it it definitely, in the end, living super close to the facility was a huge benefit and being able to be around a lot more, I thought was really helped with having to have like capture multiple things, whether it was photography or, video or just other shoots right um and, and i wanted to ask you about sort of like how i guess open gym works with the players and, and sort of the interaction there and we can talk about the season in a bit as well but you know i think some of the, the, the my favorite memories from this year unfortunately weren't as much on the court let's be real the raptors had a bit of a down year but there were still some really nice moments and i think obviously um you know the open gym moments a, a few of them really stand out you had um Fred's 54 point game and you guys, I think you were in the locker room. 
you know, capturing the scenes there, you know, the, the team surprising Fred with a water bottle shower kind of thing. And then Kyle giving the game ball and the speech. Um, and another one I think was obviously Freddie Gillespie and Malachi Flynn having to do that rookie duty thing and singing party in the USA. I, I, when, when a moment like that happens, like are the players like coming to you and they're like, yo, Jeff, or, or, you know, like get the camera ready. We're about to do this. Like, are they, are they kind of keeping you up sort of, in step with all that because they obviously want some of these things to be captured or, or is that mostly instinct on your end just, uh, or maybe a, a combination of both? It's a, it's a little bit of all of the above and um, also PR. So okay. with say Fred, it would be like Jen Quinn be saying, Hey, th- this is going to happen. Like, make sure you're in there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. awesome. Thanks. So <laughs> just head in the arena and in the locker room and, and just basically stand by and, and try and also looking at that situation, figure out what's the best way to, to shoot this, that it'll like look cool. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, Oh, I'll, I'll try and follow him or do this. And like, everything's kind of racing through your head and you're like, he's coming at any second. And then boom, he shows up. And it was just like, that was a really cool moment. I basically yeah. like had, but wanted to be excited with them, but you just always have to keep the camera still. So that's kind of one of the, the, the parts of the, the job where you just don't, you don't ever get to celebrate in the moment really, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm used to it now. Yeah, I was going to say, because you picked a really good camera shot, because um, uh, I, I believe you had the camera pan uh, facing the hallway, so you can see Fred walking closer and closer, but you can also see a little bit what was happening inside the locker room, and I believe Kyle and, and, and Malachi hid like behind the door with yeah. the water bottles, and it's just a hilarious uh, still yeah. of Malachi looking, because Malachi has like a dead serious face. So, so yeah um just seeing them yeah. sort of like load up and wait for fred was was just hilarious that was a great moment and then you know the 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 other moment with with the rookies singing and everything like that i mean obviously that, that sounds like that was just post-practice you know yeah kyle, kyle comes over with the rookie you know duties and stuff like that and i guess you're just on scene and yeah yeah I mean, so we're, we're uh, like i was at majority of the practices and and that one uh I was actually lucky to have Sohil there at that point. So he was able to capture another angle. Um, okay. So we were kind of able to basically shoot in opposite directions where one of us was shooting Freddie and then the other was shooting all the rest of the players to have like the reaction of the guys. And uh, it was, that was a really, that was a really fun moment. He's probably one of the most like adorable guys I've ever met. Uh, I don't know if I should have said that, but uh, he, uh, he was great. Even the second that um, I met him when we were, in Cleveland, he got out of the car and I just introduced myself and like, this is what I do. I, you can see a lot of me and he's, I'm like, if you wouldn't mind, I'm just going to follow you just like towards your room. And he's like, come in if you want. And I was like, okay. And then he just started talking and it was just yeah. a really cool moment. So I just kind of in his room, hanging out and listening to him talk about like the process and, right. and his day. And it uh, like, I didn't really have to do much. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, Every single time you had a camera on Freddie, whether that was even like something which can get mundane, let's be real, a, a, like a practice interview or post game interview can get kind of mundane sometimes. But but, but Freddie was was kind of must watch every single time. He just brought like such incredible energy to like every interaction that you saw. You know, like it was, it was real adorable. Like uh, as you mentioned, like I think adorable was the right way to, to describe it because I think at some point someone mentioned about was asking some basketball question about um, you know the Knicks defense and sort of like. Uh, how they're playing it or how the Raptors are guarding or something like that. Basically like it's just a regular basketball question. He's like, well, I, I can't really tell you about that. I mean, like that would be giving away our schemes. And he, yeah. was checking, he was checking with JQ. Like, can I say this 
on camera, yeah. which is which is yeah. Freddie was uh was great in that sense. So yeah, um, yeah. So I want to ask you about the, obviously the, the season. Um, you know, it, it was obviously a, a huge change from how successful they were in previous years. Kind of, we can see this as sort of a blip. What was the mood like around the team? You know, in terms of when you're obviously you're around the team as much as anybody. Um, what was the mood like around the team? Did you feel like the vibe was a little bit different, or is it still kind of the same? It's just the results weren't weren't the same. It, there was always hope, um, like right until the end, and it was awesome. I was it was really cool to see how just everyone stayed positive, and a lot of people they they just felt that we were still gonna 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 slide in, and it was uh, it was it was cool to be a part of that because it would have just like. It, being around a, a different type of energy in that circumstance, it's always tough to, to shoot. And, right. uh, and, and, and it like, like that would bring kind of, you know, all of us down the way we operate. So that, that I found motivating and it always kind of made me want to try to, you know, shoot, shoot better or like stay, be like, I can't let do, you know, just, just cause like a team's losing, you can't change the way you operate as mm-hmm. a shooter or like the content that you're trying to, to gather, you always have to try to put up like the, and capture like the, the best stuff that you can. So um, that I found that that was uh, that the, the vibe was good and it was it was it was it was awesome to, to be um, around that, even though like the circumstance wasn't working out so well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and because I was going to ask you, like, does that change how you tell the stories, like, in terms of, like, digging for a storyline? Because there were, you know, there were stretches in the season where it was really dark. Maybe, like, um, the 2-8 and eight start was was pretty bad. Obviously, the period with uh, COVID hitting the team, um, both on the player level and also on the coaching level, like, that that was really bad. And then they had the 1-14 month. Um, how did that affect, like, your storytelling? Like, was it sort of difficult to sort of because every episode you guys put out has a bit of a narrative to it and sort of like you're not just showing us the game you're also showing us a storyline sort of the moods around the team things like that did it did that part ever get difficult just because some of those months were truly dark well so basically for on a game day typically like jeff is responsible for creating like the storyline of the episode so he he and and there's always kind of something happening so um he basically sent like a, a shot list of, of the day of like what the focus was going to be. So we would be okay. focusing on, you know, like wh- whoever was our guy for, for an episode. So say it was like Freddie, um, then I'd be like focusing more on him. So the story kind of told itself a lot of the times, like um, all those moments that happen, whether or not it's like the, the, the trade deadline or what you were just talking about. I just, we, I, I would know that that would be, a big part of like the story for the upcoming episode and and jeff would have his list of like what he'd want me to kind of cover so he was really the one that would um create the story out like per episode and then i just kind of uh, just follow his role most of the times and, and and try to cover whatever was was whatever he would have and then whatever else would happen so when stuff was happening that like he might not know about because he's not there then i'd be basically capturing that and then letting him know like hey this is what's going on right now and like this might cool so there'd be lots of uh lots of things would pop up but there was a point in the season where it's like okay like we're starting to get a little thin and mm-hmm. like how, how are we gonna end this and then just things would always happen and 
and then like once once you would kind of talk about it and then figure out and just piecing like the kind of as the season goes and near the end that okay we do have enough stuff to, to wrap this season up or like get an episode out of certain things but there there were there yeah there were some points where where, where we were a little concerned but mm-hmm. something would always kind of kind of happen and then you get an episode like the the, the one where uh, the trade deadline happened and, and it was just, it was packed. Right. It, of course. Could, have been, it could, have, could have been two episodes. Like even the women's broadcast could have been an episode on its own. Right. <laughs> but, and it was a portion of an episode, which was also part of like a trade deadline. So it was just, that episode was definitely the, the busiest one. But you, the other thing is that like some of that stuff that was happening is if you put it in the following episode, then it's, it's, it's like a little dated. Mm-hmm. So, right you have to go back too far in time where we try to keep things current. Yeah. And, and that's always one of the most impressive things about the show is just like the undertaking, obviously tons of footage. Um, the crew is rather small and like, you're putting out so much content weekly um, and you want it to be like up to date in terms of relevancy and things like that. So that's really impressive. And, and you know um, the trade deadline. I mean, I, I think one of the really cool things about open gym is sort of like, you got to see and, and get to know the players um, on a more intimate level than you ever would from like reading about them in a feature or watching them in a post game interview and things like that. Like you guys really get that sense. And of course, you know, you guys were, you were physically there in that hotel room, um, you know, seeing Norm and, and I believe he came into practice that day and, and then he was informed of the deal that he was leaving to Portland and him, you know, you were there also capturing his goodbyes to the team and things like that. Take us through that day of the trade deadline, because that was obviously just such a surreal day, especially because the night before it was so happy, right? Like with, with, with the women's broadcast, with a really good win over a really good Denver team, everybody played yep. well. And then the next day it was just so hectic. So take us through the trade deadline day. That was a really busy day. <laughs> um, so basically I was in the in Masai's room covering the trade deadline with, with uh, upper management. And um, well, so that was basically like, a, I don't know, about three, three to three hours of, of shooting in there. And um, finding out about the news. And uh, it's, it's, it just felt like a day that kind of <laughs> didn't end when, when you look back on it. And uh I was in the, the gym later on in the day and I saw Ray Chow and he's like, Hey, did, like Norm's downstairs with the guys. I was like, what? <laughs> and it was in a, it, it was in a different part of the hotel. Um, so there was a testing room that was uh, in the, in the other Marriott across the street. And that's where the guys were. And I was in, in the other side of the building um, in the practice facility. So I ended up, going down there, bring my camera. And that's when everything was happening. And I was right. like, wow, this is, it was just like the right place at the right time because the, I, I didn't have a reason to go COVID test. It was like, I give Ray all the credit for that. And uh, that moment was just wild seeing all the guys basically that had been traded and right. especially like Norm and knowing him for so long and, and uh, just seeing those moments that were just so raw and, and, pure it was uh it it felt like the i felt a little bit like the the rudy trade being in the locker room and we saw that happen years ago and just the emotion involved and uh it uh it it really was 
was wild. And it's kind of a, sometimes you see those moments and I'm like, man, is, is this something that like, no, one really wants me to be shooting right. right now. So really I just try to like back off a bit and put a longer lens on so I can like look appear closer, mm. but I'm, I'm kind of far away and just give them their space and, and, and let them do their thing. But, uh, that, that, uh, that, like, the, and the, you know, there's some, some of that stuff I didn't shoot and then, but the majority I did. And, right. uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was cool to have that in, in an episode and like let people see like what, what really happens and how, how connected these guys really are. Um, and then after that, uh, Norm kind of did another round of, of going to see people and he saw mm-hmm. like, I think he saw like where he saw Messiah and Bobby later on and he was actually working out and that was after the trade. So he asked if he could work out and I was oh, like, man. this is wild. And he yeah. went in the gym and he worked out. I'm like, that's this, this, that was another cool moment where like, it's something that you, like I wouldn't have probably seen if that was happening in, right. in Toronto. And like, if everyone wasn't together, because mm-hmm. He, he would have probably just been at its place at home. And, uh, and then that, I think that night after, after that, um, Kyle was working out in the gym and I asked him, I'm like, do you mind if I, I film you? And uh, he's like, yeah, no problem. So I got him working out. And just after shooting that, just kind of sat down. I was like, wow. I, yeah. I can't believe like this day was just so much happened in this one day. It was so uh, it, it, it was exhausting, but it, it, I knew what like what we had was was something really special. Yeah, for sure. And and those, I mean, you mentioned the Rudy trade, which was such an emotional um, episode, and it was one of the most, I, I guess, like referred to episodes of Open Gym mm-hmm. um, back in 2013. And and even I think that especially with something like trades, I think that's one of the most difficult parts of the job because you know. Um, these are people, these are young men mostly that you're bringing into the organization. You're seeing them grow, right? Norm's case reminded me a lot of like when JV was traded. I think you guys had cameras there too. I believe that was on the road in Atlanta, but you guys were able to capture yeah. JV, I think going into the team bus and saying goodbye to his teammates. And I think DeLon also as well. Um, these are people that the Raptors like drafted as, as kids, yeah. like, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, seeing them grow. And, and especially for you, even for for you, like, you know, um, you were able to shoot all these moments. Like how many, how many hours of footage do you think you have of Norman Powell and open gym? Right. And it's, oh it must be gosh. so surreal yeah. to get that, like that part of it at the end, you know, it's just, um, I mean, I'm sure it, it, in some sense it's, it's, it's devastating, but it's also really rewarding from a, from a work perspective to be able to build that relationship to the point where you can be in such a sensitive moment and have that trust with the player to capture it. Absolutely. That's uh that's, it's it's a tough moment to shoot and that first one was uh basically when we were we were in LA when that that uh, Rudy trade happened and mm-hmm. Jeff found out on the bus and he's he just said to me he's like shoot everything <laughs> and I was like okay yeah. so um you know having having a producer with you is awesome and uh um, like it just allows you to, to, to be so much more organized and get so much more stuff. But like, that's, that's kind of what happened in that moment. And we just, you just, you know, you, you go to work, but being in, in those moments and having those connections with those guys. And, and like you said, like letting them 
shoot you and it, it can't be comfortable because I could I'd exactly, put myself yeah. in their shoes and I'm like, man, I don't know if I would want this. And then um, I'll, I'll see it and I'll be like, you know, that it's, it's probably like people's wedding days where the yeah. whole day just like zips by and that's why you get photos and video of your wedding day. And like, that's totally different, but it's probably a day that like you, it's, it's just such a whirlwind that like, maybe it is nice for some of the guys to look back and be like, Oh wow, that's, that's, that's exactly what happened in that moment. And like right. who you said bye to and like what happened and just like shooting with Norm when he was working out I'm like, wow, this is like, he's still got his Raptors gear on yeah and putting up shots and this is like this is the last moment that i'm gonna get to do this with him in this and and it was cool because it was just like there were like three of us there right and that's it so yeah it's it's they're, they're tough they're tough moments really yeah for sure although it, it was kind of odd that um portland was in town like two days later like I, I don't yeah. even think he left Orlando, or I guess I don't. I don't think he left Tampa. I think he just stayed. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and got a, his other gear on. Unfortunately, yeah. And then I, I think like the, I think Gary showed up that night with uh, with Rodney. Yeah, him. yeah, Rodney. My bad. And uh, he um, he was uh, so that was like a. It was like they showed up at like midnight or something. And I'm like, all right, here we go. So right. <laughs> shooting them coming in and. Gary wanted to work out. So off we went and um, Jim Sam was up there and he mm-hmm. worked him out. And I shot a few minutes of that and I was pretty, pretty exhausted. And, and uh, just, it was, it was cool. But like, you want to be there for, from my end, you want to be there when the guys get there. So like, course, they, yeah. they're immediately see that there's a camera like the second you get here. And like, this is kind of what, like, like not eased into it. Just, here we are and like, let's go. And that's what we've always done the past where we're at airports waiting for guys or whether we're in Vegas and summer league and we're picking guys up at the airport with who, whatever, um, whoever from the team is is picking them up and we tag along. So Mm -hmm. you want to get to the guys right away. Yeah, for sure. Um, How come, how often are you shooting at like odd hours? (laughs) It feels like NBA players love like working out at like 2 a.m. for no reason. Yeah. It, it actually isn't that often. Like that, nope? that okay. was a, right. that, that that was an extreme case of starting fairly early and like having to having to shoot like really late at night. But uh, that, uh, there there aren't a lot of those situations where I'm like showing up super late, uh, trying to cover guys' practice. So, which is cool. You're you're thankful there's no Jimmy Butler activity. <laughs> no, yeah. no, like three a.m. Come to the gym. You got to you got to yeah. text. You got to run with all your gear. Um, yeah. I want to ask you about in, in terms of a day, like the trade deadline, for example, obviously, as you mentioned, you're in that room with the front office and they're fielding calls. I'm sure like how much of that sensitive information, like how does that work? Cause obviously you can't put all of that out there as much as we, as fans, you know, I, yeah. I would love to just see the whole reel of three hours and what they did and the calls and things like that. How does that sort of um, sensitive information get sort of get filtered and sort of handled in terms of like what's the approval process and things like that because um you you guys do a really good job of showing us like a lot but also not like trying to expose anybody right so there's there's multiple steps of approval so basically jeff would filter through the majority of of, filter through all the all the footage and Mm -hmm. go through it and then make his selects as to what will be in the episode and then uh basically the uh 
the team will have final say as to like what goes out. So there'll be edits um, of certain things that uh, might be too sensitive, but you know, we're, we're trying to push a little bit too sometimes and maybe put a little extra out. But, and, uh, but like, it's always, um, there's always, the team always has a final say as to like what gets out. So um, that that's like, whether it's PR or, or management, um, what, depending on what it is. So that would have been, wow an episode where it would have gone pretty high up the chain for uh, the approvals. So uh, I, I just think it's cool that we have, like I'm able to be in there and yeah, of course. shoot those moments because um, someone like Masai has always been comfortable with us being around and he knows like our best interest isn't to put stuff out that he wouldn't want us to put out. And uh, the, the trust over the years has, has, has grown and, it's uh it's it's just not something I, I feel like you get to see too often so like <laughs> i guess it's only once a year but um it's 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 pretty cool yeah for sure i mean and you guys are there like draft night too i feel that draft night is always a really nice moment for open gym because you know you get to be in there um in either i think last year it was at OVO and you got to hear them on the phone and, and sort of, you know, getting their first contact of like, you know, welcome to the team Malachi or a few years ago with other players and things like that. I remember a call yeah. with OG and stuff like that. So no, it's really cool. It's really cool. And I look forward to uh, what you guys are doing with draft day uh, this year, obviously with the Raptors having a much higher pick than ever before. Um, yeah. I want to talk about the players as well. Um, you know, it, was there sort of one player this season that you didn't get a full chance to feature or spotlight in the full entire episode that that you would like to going forward? Um, um I think like as as much Freddie as we could get would be amazing because <laughs> he just has such a great energy and. Uh, I love being around him. We had stuff that we had lined up this year that we were gonna try to do um so basically there were certain things at the beginning of the year it's like here's kind of a wish list of stuff that we'd like to eventually do and one of them was a shoot with with uh with fred and his family um and uh they they had a trampoline at their place and i was like that's awesome like (laughs) to come over there and and film with you doing front flips uh no, he wouldn't do that, but uh, just film up the kids and stuff and, and right. do like an interview regarding that. And it was just one of those things that we just weren't able to, to, to get to. So, it, mm-hmm. it, so that's something that's now it's like, okay, well, we'll get to something like that, hopefully. But yeah, so just, uh, but yeah, a lot more Freddie. More Freddie. No, Freddie, listen, Freddie is perfect for the camera. You know this. You absolutely know this. Uh, he's it's like every single time he's on, there's a memeable social moment or something like that. And uh, yeah, he's just got one of those personalities. Um, yeah. And I think what was really cool is like, you know, you guys get that sort of up up close sort of um, look, I think like at least once per year, you, you kind of get these moments. I remember um, a few seasons ago, you guys got to, uh, you know, go inside, you know, Fred's house and, and sort of see Fred like interacting with his kids and sort of like Fred being a father and, um, you know, I, I think a few years ago, one of the most memorable episodes I can remember is with CJ Miles and 
and the, and the birth of his daughter. That was just incredible. Um, so touching. And even this year, like, um, obviously level of access, you know, Empire wasn't exactly the same, but you know, at the end of the season, you guys, you get to go with Kyle to his house, sort of get a sense of what his game day routine is like hopping that. What was Kyle driving this year, man? I mean, Kyle and Fred really stepped up their car game this year, by the way. Um, yeah, they, they sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's cool, though. Like, you guys had always bring us, like, that inside look in terms of, like, what these people are like uh, as people, not just as players, right? Because I think we kind of understand what they're like as players. We can see it right there. But um, getting to know sort of, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff is, like, obviously by far the, uh, the biggest um, benefit of Open Gym, so for sure yeah um i want to ask you a a few more questions before we go again you've been really generous with your time and things like that um i want i I, you know what would you miss most about norm because i i think i asked uh you know landiccio about this like um a few years ago i think this is after jv got moved and asked him about some favorite jv moments jv obviously was a huge character norm maybe not as big of a character but obviously a guy who's been here a long time is there something you'll miss the most about norm um Norm, like Norm was awesome to shoot. He never gave us any problems. Like he was always cool to do like anything we needed, whether it was like a sit down or, or just any, anything he was covering. Like we'd go with him when we were at summer league to his like personal workouts in Vegas. And um, it was like, he just, he just got it. He got what we were trying to do and he was, he was, he was okay with it, but he was just like a really, just um sweet guy that uh like everyone everyone got along with and he was he was really good to us so like just i guess the thing that i've missed most about him is is his his uh just just like the the friendship that that grew there because he just he was one of those guys that we had from the beginning as well Mm -hmm. yeah um I wanted to ask you about this specific season. What was your favorite moment that you were able to capture in terms of, um, I don't know, you just felt the most satisfaction of like, oh, I got that. Um, it, like it definitely was the trade deadline. It was okay. by far the most satisfying thing. And another thing would have been being with Kyle at the end of the season because we really kind of tried to, you know, leave – leave him alone as, as much as possible. But then at the end of the season, we really kind of, I guess, picked it up and it mm-hmm. was, it was uh, just being around his place and seeing his kids with uh, being in class and uh, in, and, and just Kyle being around them just as a, as a dad watching the way he operates. He's, he's a really inspiring guy and someone that like a lot of us, even though you're older than him, you, you look up to the way he, he does things. It's, it's pretty cool to see. Right. No, that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I, in terms of the future with the show, um, hopefully, obviously, the team is back um, safe and healthy and in Toronto for, for next season. Um, you know, what, what what's your future plans with the show? Like, obviously, you guys have such a good thing going on. Like, everyone knows exactly what Open Gym is every single time. You know, we get that YouTube notification that, like, okay, you know, the new episode dropped. Stop everything. Let's go watch it. Um, <laughs> like, how do, how do you and, and, and Jeff, can, like, plan to keep growing the show? Well, you, yeah, you, you always want to grow it. You always want to make it better. I feel like with the bubble and, and Tampa, we got uh, a lot closer than ever 
before in certain situations. Um, so just kind of basically hope to build on uh, all those relationships, whether it's with like players or staff uh, to, to just get a closer look. There's so many things that you could touch on that could become uh, be part of that episode. I feel like we just like scratched the surface to be honest and mm. um, improving. Like for me, I always want to shoot better. So if, if you're asking me that, it's like, I want, this next season to look better than the last season. Um, and I want it to sound better than it sounded last season or like add new elements that we've never done before, whether it's with like visually or through sound to mm-hmm. just give people um, a better experience and, and just do, do something, something else that, right. uh, that may, maybe hasn't been done before. So just always, yeah, always, always try to grow. Um. To that point, how often are people from other teams sort of coming up to you and Jeff and trying to ask for advice? Because I feel like other teams are starting to really, um, I mean, you guys have been doing this eight, nine years, I think. What, 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 yes, how, how many years? This is going to, this is, this is the 10th season coming up. Oh man. So there you yeah. go. Right. So 10 seasons, right. So you guys were like yeah. really like day ones on this. Like how, how often do you see, have other people from other teams like come up to you and sort of ask for advice on how to launch something like this to have something like this. Cause this is obviously super cool. Uh, Absolutely. A lot of uh, other teams have gotten in contact with us or like Jeff is the one that usually would talk to them mm-hmm. um, and give them an idea of how that startup works and like what, like, like basically relationships and how to um, get, get close and like the, the way that we, we, sh- we operate. Um, it's uh, so yeah. He he would basically deal with with them. But uh, like this past season, um, every every time someone, whoever was doing social for the other team, would come in. I'd try to make sure I met them and give them the the lay of the land as to like where they can shoot from, where a fast internet connection is, so it would be as easy as possible. Because I go into other arenas and you're going in blind sometimes, mm-hmm. not knowing because you've never done a lot of this stuff before. Uh, as to like, where, where can I find fast internet? And sometimes I'd be searching for a half hour and I'm like, I, Jeff, I don't know if you're going to get anything because I'm like, I, I can't find anything right now. Right. And then I'd, I always want people to have like a, a, a smooth experience. So I was able to meet um, majority of the people this year. And that was really cool to, to kind of see how, how they operate and, and what type of equipment they were using and, and uh, get to kind of keep an eye on them and right. see what's going on there too. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely interesting to see how all the other teams, teams do things because everyone does stuff like a little bit different or their responsibilities that they have were, were different than mine. Right. For sure. And then last question to get you out on um, the championship. We always have to go back to the championship. I feel like it's, I, I don't care if Masai said that the championship is, you know, a few years ago now, we still remember it. We still remember it very fondly. Uh, take us back to like <laughs> the championship day, like that night, uh, yeah. you know, the, in the locker room, everything like that. Where were you? What were you shooting? What sticks out from a memory? Give us uh, just lo- lots of good vibes to end off on. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was, uh, it, it was wild because we weren't sure <laughs> that we were going to win and yeah. we were doing things to prepare for if we did win, um, which was, we had like plastic bags that, we're going to go on the camera and just to protect it just in case. And we're like, Oh, I don't know if I want to put this in my pocket right now. This might be bad luck. And it's mm. like, well, I, 
I need to do this and then kind of work my way down uh, right near the end of the game. And it was, it was a, a moment that was really cool, but it also wasn't a moment where I was able to like, like it was work. Right. And right, it, sure. like, I, I knew I had to just really get dialed in and, and cover as much stuff as possible, find all like the major players as fast as I could and, and just gather. So I had a GoPro mounted on my camera for a second angle and then my camera we had another cinematographer there as well and uh we ended up just like i just ended up running out on the court and you had to have a special like, wristband which luckily i had right. and that uh that, that pr would have given to me and um uh, just kind of run around like crazy and there was like certain moments where i was like oh man this is so amazing <laughs> seeing what's happening and then it's like okay now i gotta get to the locker room and and then you i walked in the locker room it's just like whoa this is this is crazy. Yeah. This is and so new. I, I, yeah. And I filmed with my camera for a minute and I was like, this is not good for the camera. So then I just had to put that down for a little bit and then took a GoPro and I was just kind of running around. <laughs> There's lots of shots where you see me just standing with goggles in a fluorescent yellow bib, just holding this in the middle of everything. I'm like, okay, now this is pretty cool. And then after a little bit, then I grabbed my other camera and just got, got back to work. But uh, it, that, that was when it was like, you really kind of felt like you were, a part of it but everything on court was just it was crazy because people certain people were telling you oh you can't go here yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you can do this and like you, you couldn't so you're just kind of maneuvering trying to get as, as much stuff as possible but mm-hmm. it was amazing it was so so wild to be a part of that moment and and just uh see that that everything all that work and it just felt like for us it's like wow we this is where you want to be this is it like yeah, this yeah. is the this is this is the pinnacle we're we're here like this, this is really wild. And uh, yeah, I, I, that was a moment where you actually really got to see Landicho smile. <laughs> it's rare, but it happens, man. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's awesome, man. And I, I, I don't know what, like what your specific history as a Raptor fan was, but I'm sure like part of you, especially, uh, honestly, probably a big part of you is probably a fan of just the people because you've been around them so much, right? You know, everybody. Absolutely. And, so when that moment's happening, when there's like 0.9 seconds on the clock and you got a chance to sort of like, oh my God, there's like pretty much no way that the Warriors are going to tie this and force game seven. Like it's yeah. ours, right? You got that extended moment where you get to like really soak it in and like, yeah, I don't know. It was surreal. Like it's, it was, it's weird because like as, as a fellow content creator, it was like, man, like I'm really going to have to cover the Raptors winning the championship. Like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't have like a precedent. Like, I don't know what's supposed to happen. You just kind of yeah. go with the flow most of the time, right? Because you have to. Exactly. Yeah. And, and in that moment, I was like courtside behind a bunch of people and there's all these feet and legs in the way. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, move. Like, I can't see anything. <laughs> and you're just trying to trying to get a shot. And uh-huh. I was like, I didn't really like you're just so focused on trying to get something at that point yeah. that I didn't really have that uh, moment. But it was it was it was still it was awesome. Yeah. That's what the parade was for. I'll, I'll, oh, I yeah. guess you guys are shooting the parade as well. Do you guys run out yeah. of memory space? Like, considering the parade was like fifteen hours. Yeah, the, uh, I think at one point at night, it's like, oh, the camera's dead. <laughs> I mean, it you just, guys probably didn't expect it nine hours. To go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So no, no, it went like way longer than to anticipated, and just being out. Yeah. It, that that was also a really, really interesting. It was an amazing experience for sure. Yeah. Which flow were you on? Uh, I was with Kyle and Kawhi. So the big was, one. Uh, yeah, and with Drake as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He was there. Uh, so that, that was, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
So you have to have a couple of beers at least? Uh, no, I just stayed focused on work that day. There you go. Um, <laughs> all right, Jeff, this is amazing. Um, you know, thank you for everything you do, obviously, with Open Gym, both you and the other Jeff. And um, yeah, no, seriously, thank you. Is there anything else you would like to leave off on, sign off on, or anything like that? Um, I'm, I'm pretty good. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. Watch Open Gym. Go back yes. and watch Open Gym. In the offseason, it's, yeah. it's a great time to sort of like look back on so a storyline. Honestly, like I was watching, like it was a weird thing. I was when I was in Oakland because there's so much off time, like in between games and stuff like that. Like you just there all the time. Like I was watching like old episodes of Open Gym for some reason, and I was like cycling through like 2017 footage stuff like that. And it's, uh, it, it holds up. It really holds up, you know. So that's my advice: rewatch the old Open Gym. So that's, uh, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. Watch yeah. it again and again and again. Yeah, there you go. So, all right, Jeff Rocky, thank you so much. For your time and listeners, uh, I'll be back with the podcast later this week. All right, cool. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, for sure. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.